Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Huh? Do, did, did we get our link out real quick? Oh, yeah, I'll send it out here. Yeah, 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 we don't want to stink without the link <laughs> or with the link in general. Well, yeah, let's. Let's talk about a rye brewing here real quick. Ooh, nice, know? yeah, in yeah. In the old uh, monkey wrench building there, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you've been to many a time. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. No, what it's, you- uh, uh, the monkey wrench, I'd never really had a – I remember I went there a few times and, like, just it, it didn't really catch on with me. But that porch, that upstairs, I guess it's you could – one could technically consider it a rooftop bar, even though yeah. it's one story. I mean, it is on a rooftop. Um, and it's got a nice view. You know, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I thought the monkey wrench was was good, but then whenever I went there, when it was V grits, um, yeah, I, I never had the the V grits themselves, but I did have the microbrewery. Um, I think yeah. it was sometime last summer, and it was like I, I thought the beers were kind of you know by the numbers, you know, not certainly not bad, but but yeah, I'm gonna have to try out the new place because that's just a just a prime location, and I mean somebody's got to do something big and good with that building someday. Yeah, uh, I have some pretty positive monkey wrench memories only from the fact that they were kind of just like life staples as opposed to like, it's more like they occurred there than yeah. as a result of being there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I watched, it was the, it was one, so when we played Kentucky in the tournament, it wasn't oh, yeah. it wasn't the final four game. It was, I think, the year oh, after. Oh, that, that, that Sweet 16 game? Just a uh, fucking brutal affair, you know? Oh, like, yeah, just, yeah. That was no was that the Harrison twins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was like, the, yeah. That, 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 was, that was probably the worst Louisville loss it was I've, I've ever experienced. So, yeah, not exactly like a positive memory, but still yeah. a, of course, very encompassing memory of being in that space, you know, which isn't right. exactly like a great place to watch a ball game. No, no. I mean, you know, it's a, if I remember correctly, it was a very dark bar. Yeah. You know, which like, was like probably a, for the best for like a game like that. You know, you don't yeah, want like yeah, bright yeah. lights. God, it's funny. We don't really tweet a ton anymore, and I'm just firing this link off everywhere. Yeah, no, I well, I fired something out with Vanguard again today. I know, saw that. Another I saw excellent that. looking hot dog. I know. God, I would I could have done without the pickles because I'm not a pickle boy. But yeah, man. yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it just looks. But oh, yeah, man. so back to yeah, it's called Awry, A W R Y, and you know they they updated the space a little bit on the inside we didn't go upstairs but yeah like i was saying before we hit record the food oh you gotta go it so we got some tenders and some cheese curds and they have like 10 different cheese curds that's very vanguard like yes like pretty standard milwaukee ass cheese curds like they were they were pretty authentic and yeah bunch of different sauces and like i ordered first myself and then chris left and came back and then he ordered like everything and literally got every sauce (laughs) he's like i'll take all the sauces which is the name of a barry episode from last season which is tight. oh nice i need to watch barry that's one show i'm just not not up on so it's an easy easy watcher because it's 30 minute episodes okay yeah i might have to do that after i get done with succession which that that's been picking up it's a natural succession given that they ended on the same night too a good a good successor they ended on the same night yeah both both series
ready? Let's do it. to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 112. My name is Brett Jagger, along with, I had thought of something the other day and forgot, but the pimp, Beaumont pimp. Rand. Pimp daddy. Yeah, <laughs> I, had, I had like a good one the other night, and I'm like, oh, this is great. But yep. uh, I forgot, yeah. but you're a pimp, you know? Yeah, I, I am. Yeah, I, I pimp out many things. <laughs> How uh, are you, dude? It's been... Oh, I... We've been recording so infrequently of late. Uh, this is uh, just it's yeah. a nice little treat. It is a nice little treat. Yeah, good, good little treat. So, uh, I've been I'm great. First and foremost, um, good. Good. Speaking of of pimp, have you ever heard of the process? I think they do this in like law school and medical school. It's called pimping. It, it's nothing to do with sex or is it or, easy or, or money? No, it's not. It's it, it ain't easy. Yeah, no, not, no, not, no. not 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 at all. It's hard out there uh, for a pimp. It is. I've heard um, that. But but yeah, um, basically what it is, is like if you're a medical resident and not maybe or if you're a student and you're in the hospital and you're observing a doctor, you know, like like a doctor will come up to you and be like, all right, we've got like just randomly out of the blue. We'll be like, all right, we have a patient coming in with lacerations on their stomach, you know, um, with cirrhosis, you know, with all these like symptoms going on. And you have to like react on your feet and be like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to minister this, give them That's this, pimping. you know. Yeah, yeah. So they do that. And I think they do it in law school, too, where they just present like a just a like case put you on question. the spot like that. Basically, put you, yeah, put, you, yeah, put you on the spot and you have to respond. And I don't know how it factors into any sort of like assessment or, or great because I think law school um, and uh, like, like most graduate schools and medical schools, like a pass fail thing versus like you get a, a yeah, B, yeah, yeah. C, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. Pimping. Well, hey, pimping. Speaking of pimps. Our boy mm-hmm. Nick from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Sub mm-hmm. boys, sub yeah. dog. Hope yeah. you're enjoying your night out with. Uh, I don't know if you're out with the baby, but uh, oh, we got another a couple. Well, I was texting oh, nice. Nick earlier. I actually nice. invite. I tried to invite a couple people on tonight because I was. I, I am yeah. a little. I am a little buzzed. So mm-hmm. I'm just putting the. Uh, I can't remember the last time I, I, I might have to have a couple of drinks for our next show because I can't remember the last time I've you know really just sort of sat down. It's you know. Yeah, it's been a minute for me, for sure. Well, yes. And again, like we said, it's been a little infrequent due mm-hmm. to, I mean, our schedules, but specifically mine, just working a lot of nights, a lot of weekends, draining, late hours, but it's all good. It's I'm all dig- good. Life is good. Yeah, you know, I mean, things I mean are we'll, good. we'll have our Sunday-Monday routine, kind of, because those are, you know, we, you know. We both have Sunday off and then, and and then Monday, yeah. for me, like once we get like post Labor Day, like busy seasonal kind of, you know, slow down. So I'll right. have definitely some more available nights and mm-hmm. not weekends when I'm working till 3 a.m., which even that should hopefully lessen a little more. But again, you know, life is very good. I wish I could be, you know, at a pool a little more or things like that. But, uh, but you know, I, I got little to complain about. So, yeah. But I do want to mention, not really related to this show, but uh, Cincinnati Sports. I know we talked oh, yeah. about them a on, few on a weeks street. ago. And, uh, yeah, just got done watching FC Cincinnati have a big comeback win 
over your favorite team, the New York Red Bulls. <laughs> I just imagine you just get a kick out of that team because, like, oh why? yeah, yeah. I mean, why? like, but but, but they, they've always been that, right? You know, like, yeah. Oh, well, I yeah. mean, I assume Red Bull paid and is continuing to pay for it. Of and, and Red yeah. and Red Bull, if I recall correctly, which you're about to find out as I Google it. Is it? They're Austrian, as a matter of fact. They're huh. an Austrian company. Put another shrimp on the Bobbe. Yeah, the company is Red Bull GmbH. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get that Dumb and Dumber joke there? Come on. Oh no, that that so that that's from Dumb and Number. Well, yeah, because uh, he's like, I'm from Austria. He's like Austria. Oh, Thinking shit. Australia, right, right, so right. Says, Put another shrimp on the Bobbe. Oh my gosh! What, 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 wouldn't it be my funny? Boy, my boy oh, my Ivan. Circle of the debate. What's going on, you sexy beast? Especially one with the hat. Poppy Chulo, excited for G1 Climax 33. Of course I am. I love you, baby. It's yeah. been too long. Let's see. But yes, what see, were you I about wish, um, Like a good reverse joke in dumb and, for a dumb and number. If they made a dumb and number three. Yeah. And if I could squeeze a joke in there, it would be... You know, if like they could... if Instead, if they were like talking about Australia and they got it confused with Austria... And they would say some. They say something with like an Arnold Schwarzenegger accent, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh yeah, Australia. You know, get to the chopper. What if Gunther? Um, what if Gunther was Australian? He's Aust- Oh my God, yeah, and he's just been hiding this accent. <laughs> I mean, been- he doesn't. He doesn't talk very much. No, he does know? not. Yeah, you know the Imperium guys are his mouthpieces. Yeah, specifically Ludwig Kaiser, who's just been killing it in that role. Yeah. You know? Um, the ring, get out! And we'll get into money in the bank here, yeah. even though it's um, a little dated. But and, yeah, and that's real part quick, of what to, we're going to be doing. Yeah, let's to, keep cooking here. Oh yeah, to swing us out of here with a fun fact. Um, and this is actually uh, Red Bull is the third most valuable soft drink brand behind Coca Cola and Pepsi now. Wow! Wow! So so yeah. so like because I kind of thought like oh yeah New York, New York Red you know that's kind of a they've entered the conversation. They have well that's kind of like. Less of a sponsor of a team and more of something you would see on like an NBA jersey on the breast mm-hmm. or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the name of Well, that's arena. why yeah. soccer's so funny. It's like we're FC Cincinnati. A lot of teams are like that or like something FC. Yeah, like a but like the original. Or... I think we've talked about this off air. The mm-hmm. original MLS teams are all like mascot based, you know? Yeah. Like the Colorado Rapids, San Jose Earthquakes. Yeah, DC United, close, you know. But now it's a lot of just like the FC or whatever, you know, that diction maybe. But yeah, it's pretty funny. But just the Red Bulls being a brand over right. anything else is funny. Yeah, which is yeah. I mean, that's like you know, been there for as long as I can remember. Yeah, I don't know. think they were an original team, but they weren't too far off. And then like, oh yeah, new, now there's another New York team, which is just NYCFC. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like if you were in New York, I bet you'd be a Red Bulls guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I would tr- I, w- I would try to be. I'd, I'd go out of my way, which I um, think they're in New Jersey because I heard like I saw ads for Hackensack and I think they referenced Jersey on the broadcast. Okay, so, 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 so they're kind of more like the New Jersey Nets or the Devils or, you know, kind of that off the beaten pathway thing. But yeah, like, I, I, but, but I the New make, York Jets an and Giants are both Jersey teams, you know? Yeah. So. Very true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I kind of wonder, like, you know, or I kind of feel like the NYCFC has to be the bigger team. They you know, are, I yeah, like, I think they are now. But, but when they were created, I bet a bunch of like non soccer fans or people who like to watch, who, 
you know how people always pick random teams in the Premier League to follow. Yeah, yeah. you know for for whatever reason they they because we know, don't like, live there. You know you gotta oh, no. you gotta pick someone. No, for some Eddie, Eddie likes oh, what what, what Tottenham tits. Yeah, um, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, kind of like you know, you kind of pick your team and you, for whatever reason, you go with it. So I imagine like a lot of those people who weren't fans, NYCFC came along and just those people and stole a bunch of Red Bulls fans, and now they're you know, and like where are they? Just, where, where, where are they at in the table, anyways? The Red Bull, you know, I don't know. Once you pull it up, I think you probably already are. Yep. I know the I Red Bulls kind of struggled earlier in the season, but it seemed like they've yeah. been on better form of late. But yeah. 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 They are uh, 11th. Um, NYCFC is 13th in the Eastern Conference. They have, okay. So neither of them do yeah, yeah, very well this yeah, year. Yeah. They're, si- they're six, eight, and eight, it appears, after tonight. Hey, who's uh, who's number one in that table? That'd be FC quick. Cincinnati at 14, yeah. 6, and 2. Yeah. It appears to be the best record in yeah, oh, the easily. whole league by far. Yeah, yeah. And just real quick, the game. So we're down some players that are playing in the Gold Cup for the uh, Team USA, which is actually happening right now and about to go into penalty kicks, I believe. I've got it on the Because they, they had a game. I actually watched the beginning of it when I was at Todd on uh, – Yeah, and the, the previous Monday, round, yeah. which was like – It was at yeah, TQL Stadium, yeah. Correct, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So they're about to go into penalty kicks with Panama. But real quick, yeah, we were down 1-0, whole game, uh, got a penalty equalizer in like the 80th minute and then scored the game winner in the 93rd minute, and it was tough. Wow, yeah, that is that is extreme. What was it, 2-1? to 2-1, one? Two to one, and two we've to got one. the Cincinnati Reds in first, pro, yeah, first place in the NL Central here yeah. at the All-Star break, and we all know how good uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are. So, yeah, it's uh, – it's fucking great. It's nice yeah. to have good teams for once. You yeah. Know? I hope wild. we can win a championship, but I'm enjoying the ride, baby. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, this has to be the best collectively Cincinnati professional sports no been for, doubt. in like 30 years. And no know? doubt. No doubt. In our, and perhaps in our life, or maybe like outside of the early part of our lifetime. I mean, I, I think definitely remember. in our, you know, because obviously we were children toddlers when the reds won the world series and the Bengals were going to the super bowl in the late 80s early 90s yeah and so yeah that was pretty much that's pretty much it all all else you got to compare to i mean you know that's pretty much it yeah the (laughs) the rest of the 90s and uh, early 2000s were pretty bleak on the reds too i mean shit i mean what was that pirates playoff game because i know we made the playoffs during the covid year yeah Um, 2020 against and and, and it's hard to kind of count you know everyone kind of yeah, it was two it was months on that 60 year, yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that Pirates wild card game was like 2014. Yeah, so, so 13, it's been a, so, 14. It's been so a it's, while. So it's been kind of 10 years outside of the, the COVID year that the Reds have just, you know, kind of flailed around and, you know, management is kind of, you know, it's been, been poopy, antagonistic. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. But then you just get. These guys, and obviously led by old Ellie De La Cruz, but young guys that are coming up and playing well and playing with heart and passion and fire and similar to the Bengals, kind of coming from out of fucking nowhere and really mm-hmm. taking the city by storm. And yes, it's it's amazing. So mm-hmm. it is yeah. amazing. But we're here to talk some wrestling. It's yes. Been, been a minute. Uh, we're going to talk some, as we said, money in the bank. 
some AEW collision, which is uh, pretty strange First. after the last time I was talking shit about it, but it's a pretty good program. Mm -hmm. Nice, uh, very different presentation that I quite enjoy, but we're going to get into that. Uh, but yeah, anything else here just about life in general or anything else you want to discuss here before we uh, roll into it? I went and oh, saw uh, Indiana yeah, Jones. I was just going to ask, how yeah, was yeah, Indiana Jones? Oh, man. So, you know, it was... Um, Leaving the theater, I kind of thought it was like pretty mid, um, but like you know, it's since my, my thoughts on it have since improved. It's you know, fun, um, entertaining at least. It is, yeah. And the, and the character parts with him, like sometimes, like a lot of people, like Indiana Jones is kind of like hardly a character. He's just kind of like the guy who goes on adventures, and you don't really know much about him other than he's like a professor and he has a whip and like the the, the superficial aesthetic things. You know, mm -hmm. um, like the like the things that you conflate with like Harrison Ford a lot of the time, the actor, yep. the person. Um, but uh, but yeah, they gave him a little bit of character depth this time. Um, and, uh, you know, there were some inner like especially the ending. The ending gets got pretty batshit and was <laughs> legitimately exciting and surprising. But yeah, it's it's like two and a half hours long. Um, and it's sort of just structured where it's like there's the build up where you find out about the thing they're looking for and then it you know goes from chase scene and the chase scene to chase scene and, and like so it's like a spot fest it is a spot fest oh to <laughs> totally it is very much it's a great comparison it is a big spot fest where you know and um none of these none of the chase scenes they were kind of long and none of them were really remarkable you know each of them had their moments um like it has like a 25 minute prologue in the beginning that's set in 1944 and the president of the movie set in 1969 where he's de-aged and like, yeah, you know, yeah. with all de-aging, it kind of has its moments where it's like, wow, this technology has come a long way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I thought it was, you know, decent. I think it was definitely better than the crystal skull, but, but, you know, in, uh, f inferior to the other three, you know, and as I talked to you recently, like I've never seen crystal skull wow. and I need to, I need a review of the original well, three because it's well, been well, so I, long. Well, I would honestly recommend, you know, like 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 waiting for this one to come out, you know, um, on Disney Plus. Because, like, if you're going to spend, like, 15 bucks on a ticket, you know, it's not going to be in theaters for much longer. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, clearly I would, yeah, I would yeah. watch all the others before this, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, he's 80, so he can't do a lot of the stunts. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, and one of the funniest thing was during the de-aging part, like they de-aged his face, but his voice is the 80-year-old voice. <laughs> it's it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> but um but yeah, like kind of in the chase scenes, all he does is drive the car. Like I think there's one part where he jumps from one like rickshaw to another. Yeah. And then there's the, one, the scene in the trailer where he like rides a horse away from the subway in New York, um, like down in the the you know subway tunnels so yeah you know but that was actually kind of cool you would think that's pretty silly in the theater but to kind of bring <clears> things <throat> back a little bit um you know i kind of after i got, went and saw it i i listened watched the red letter media bit and i was like i'm gonna listen to some other stuff i'm like what movie podcast do i know and the first one that popped in my head film was, rage yeah i listened to film rage to be. For the first time i did oh yeah i did and uh they didn't like it at all um <laughs> but, it, but, but it was a fun listen and it was uh kind of cool to uh you know you know, especially those guys who've been supporters of our show. Yes. Like, ah, you know, I'm going to listen. So, Absolutely. you know, um, so they have a fan now. Um, but yeah, that, um, but yeah, there were like less than 10 people in the theater when we saw it. And it was yeah. the second Saturday after it was out. So yeah, it doesn't bode well for how long it's going to be in there. But 
Nah, you know, I, I, I enjoyed the experience, but yeah, it's, you know, a six and a half out of 10 kind of movie. If you want to put a number on it, that's fair. I, I have to say, um, I got on chat GPT and had, had it write a Indiana Jones scene where he uses the word ding dong <laughs> and has a sidekick named Tito. Let's hear it. Let's hear yeah. it. Hang on. Well, there's one where he talks about, he, I had him do two. There's one, he says, there it is, the legendary ding dong of the ancient gods. Birth of fortune, but it's powers untold. My favorite thing was when Tito... He walks into a temple. Tito, keep your eyes peeled. We're getting close to the ancient ruins. Tito, excitedly. You got it, Dr. Jones. Ding dong. Let's find some treasure. (laughs) I've been using ding dong so much lately. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's one thing that chat GPT will use because if you like, there's certain words like you can't even use the word like fart, you know, but but ding ding dong is one that you can sneak in. So, calling someone a ding dong is fucking tight too. Yeah, like yeah, like Micah especially. Oh yeah, Panama stopped the U- the first U.S. penalty. Oh wow. So is this is this the Gold Cup final or semi final? Okay. So I'll keep you updated. But yeah. what do you want to talk first? Uh, coll- do you want to do Collision first since you just watched it? Yeah, I mean, you know, Money in the Bank was what ten days ago. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, let, yeah. Let, 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 let's say Collision for sure. All right. Uh, I had it pulled up here on TJR, but yeah, first off, I know previously you had just watched, uh, like Punk's opening promo on Collision episode one, but from watching the majority of, you know, a full episode, we did skip a couple matches that you could probably guess what they are, but what'd you think just in general of, you know, the presentation, different commentators, you know, just the look and feel and, you know, kind of differentiating it from dynamite or anything else they've uh, done with commentary. It reminded me more of WWE. I don't know if it was the presence, the presence of the English guy. I forget what his name is, but like it kind of Nigel, Nigel McGinnis. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of had more of that flair, you know, um, which I kind of associate AEW commentary with like, Kind of Taz and Excalibur's just kind of goofy enthusiasm, and then Jr.'s just kind of, you know, okay. being out of it, you know. <laughs> and then Tony Schiavone, who you know, you kind of think like you have that connection back to WCW with him, and he's just happy um, to be there. Yeah, yeah. But no, like that was cool. Um, the setup was different, and I think it was just because of the Fight Forever um, advertisement that was in the back. But it seemed mm. like the crowd, and I don't know if this was the. Um, shape of the arena in Regina <laughs> gets me, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, like it seemed like the crowd was further away and, and like the, the barricades were a little different, you know, that yeah. it wasn't that classic, like black barred railing. Um, so yeah, it definitely had a different look and a different feel, you know, they, they a lot more red, you know, that kind of, they had this sort of effect that was up on the screen by the ramp. That was like this big triangle thing that keeps like, kind of mm-hmm. sort of like a, screensaver would be the best way to describe yeah, it but yeah. yeah you know it was uh it definitely they've gone to links to make it seem different yeah and one you know? thing i liked is just right off the jump the first moment of the show i think it might have been powerhouse hobbs but just like giving a quick promo and then it cut to a ricky starks promo and then it cut to a bullet club gulp you know like just those promos right off the bat before the intro of the show felt like very 80s to me yeah, And I really, really like that touch just because, you know, you're used to just like 
show intro. Ooh, boom, light the fuse, break the new bullet, yeah. dynamite. And we're then, here, we're here. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, then the, and then the big shot, sweeping shot in the arena and yep. the fans. But you yeah. still get that. But before that, you get these, like, what, 15-second promos from a few different guys that I really liked. And yeah. then just in general, I love Kevin Kelly, who's the lead English commentator for New Japan. And I love Nigel McGuinness, um, ROH legend. You probably haven't seen any of his wrestling. He's one that had to retire early due to concussions, but had some fucking legendary matches with Brian Danielson in Ring of Honor and many others as well. We'll have to go back and review one one time. But yeah, just it, it's definitely a different feel. And I think Eric Bischoff may have even said something, and he is one to not pull his punches when it comes to AEW and Tony Khan. But like he called it like, the most refreshing thing to happen in wrestling television in however many years. So, yeah. you know, some nice praise there, but yeah. Um, you know, I watched this. So I work Saturdays, basically like 7 PM to three ish AM and I don't go to bed right away. So I'm still kind of wired and up. So I watched this show at like three something AM on Saturday or I guess Sunday morning. And really enjoyed it, you know. Obviously, there's some stakes with both the Owen Owen Hart Cup matches, the tag team match, which was fucking awesome. Had yeah. some stakes, you know. Obviously, wild. Not, not for the title, yep. but for the eliminate, you know, to earn a title shot. That one was um, right in the middle of the Daily Motion video. Yeah, yeah, cut it, cut it in half. But I'm just like, you know, I thought this was an awesome show. You know, I'd said a few weeks ago that I was you know, not going to watch Collision or wasn't as interested in Collision after Punk's promo. But, you know, I'm slowly warming up to the guy. He's not pissing me off, really. So, you know, overall, just as a as a whole show, and again, we skipped the Julia Hart match and the Action Andretti Scorpio match, but just, what'd you think? Did you enjoy this? Yeah, I did. No, I think, this, like I said, it was a refreshing is a good word to put it. You know, like it's definitely yeah. different enough. But yeah, I thought it was a great show. You know? yeah. 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 Especially with that big FTR, like that big match. So in the middle. fucking good. Yeah. One of the best TV matches of the year, period. Any company, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, what do like you that. think? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah, right. that was we'll just get really... into that match, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But what did you think of, what do you think of the Elton John theme song? Saturday nights are for fighting. It's got a different, you know, cause a lot of wrestling stuff, you know, is sort of like butt rock or, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of dark, like, you know, yep. like angry, angry music. You know, like, I dig like, it. I'm a fan yeah. of it. No, oh, yeah, I like something that's a little bit more, you know, fun and you know, a little, a little like lighter. You know, yeah. so so I think that was a pretty good, a, a pretty like I said, it makes it seem different enough. You know, no doubt. But then it you, then it opens up and you have like CM Punk come out there and just piss everyone off and. Rant. Well, I feel like he was getting definitely more cheers this yeah. week than he was at Double or Nothing. For sure, you know. Um, but yeah, clearly he is the collision guy. You know, they're mm-hmm. opening the show with him. You know, it is what it is. Like I said, I'm I'm not as upset about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm warming up to it. If the guy continues to have good matches and good promos and isn't a prick, yeah, I'm on board because he's a fucking he's one of the best talents that have ever come across this business. So two, we two, kick two. it off with uh an old rivalry, an old yeah. Team Taz rivalry. Uh-huh. Um, this is just the start. But Ricky Stalks defeats Powerhouse Hobbs. I don't have the time in front of me. 
Uh, but a solid match, you know, is a hot crowd. The can- the Canadian crowds have been very hot. Uh, we said it before the tournament even started. We're like, this has CM Punk versus Ricky Starks final written all over it. Uh-huh. That's what we're going to get, obviously. Yes. We'll talk about the other match later. Um, but, you know, this match didn't light the world on fire, but I definitely Not particularly. enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. And, uh, shit, Panama just saved another penalty. I think we're about to lose. But, um, yeah, good stuff here. Not great, but good stuff. You know, Powerhouse Hobbs also been pretty prominently featured and Starks on Collision, and he's been a punk guy, you know. Um, they've teamed together. So, uh, but, yeah, not too surprising here, getting uh, Starks in the finals. He needed a little, uh, another little push-up, a little rocket going on. So, uh, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, no, I think this was, you know, like, just pretty solid effort all around from these guys. You know, it kind of made me wonder, like, is this like the last vestiges of that Team Taz plot line that was like so popping whenever we first started this show? Uh-huh. Number you know? two. Yeah, yeah. Is, is is this is this the end of that? And it, and it kind of feels like it almost like might be like you know this yeah. was the final like and- like 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 end of that. Like nailing the coffin means more emphatic, but it just kind of the petering out of, of of that whole thing. And and that that that's a big part, big thing of what I thought of because like, yeah, they have beef with each other, but it's like, you know, when was, when was that their last match? Like it's been a was, while. Yeah. It's been know. a while. Yeah. So like, it's been like sort of simmering, but you know, now I feel like there's a definitive end to that. I think Ricky starts just kind of has a different trajectory than Hobbs. Hobbs has got the whole QT thing going on, which that's fun, kind of fun to pair him with. Although you know, that may not be going much longer. Yeah. Than yeah. He shoved, the shoved, match. shoved him right on his ass. But, uh, yep. but yeah, I, um, yeah, you know, I, I couldn't help but think, you know, like like I said, a decent match, but you know, I kept thinking like, man, like this team Taz stuff, you know, is like finally like petering out because this is the sort of the last big, you know, connection with that. I mean, yep. who else? I mean, I mean, Hook, he's got all. Well, the now we've. Yeah, I was gonna and, say, yeah. now we've got it's Taz himself. Clearly, you know, Team Taz is a thing of the past at this point, but Taz himself is now solely focused on fuck Jungle Boy or. Yeah jack perry if you will but uh yeah. yeah you know solid match for sure nothing to write home about but right and, stuff. And, and brian cage is like worlds away from these guys now he's yeah in, he's like, now in the mogul embassy but our yeah, boy yeah. justin hey time, justin 211 tuning in we love you how Thank are you doing buddy dude. yeah good to, nice good seeing to you justin you um but yeah we'll uh we'll move on here but yeah uh, well let's mention again that you know powerhouse Hobbs, you remember powerhouse Hobbs, right i do um, yeah yeah i remember him <laughs> he uh pushed memories. qt after the show or after the match so you know some uh some friction here it's you know powerhouse Hobbs. i think they were chanting powerhouse after the match so we haven't really seen him at all as a baby face so is that something that would interest you because i think you know after yeah, this that yeah. could be on the horizon Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's just been a heel or on a heel team the entire time. So, I mean, there's plenty of big guys for him to go up against, you know, get him back in like the TNT title mix or, you know, maybe fun to see him do a match with like orange or something like that. Um, You know, that could be fun. So, you know, I feel like that's sort of where he's the area he's hovering around. Ricky Starks, again, I think is a little bit higher aspirations, a bit more of a, you know, a better talker, you know, already a pretty established singles guy here going to have a big match with punk. So, yeah, you know, that's already pretty sad. No doubt. And Panama did defeat the United States 5-4 to four on penalties. But the silver lining is FC Cincinnati will get two of its best players back. So. There you go. Yeah. 
There we go. So, uh, next we had the quick uh, Miro promo, excuse me, which is wonderful just to see him back on our television screens again because it's been over a year. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing really of consequence here. Obviously, you know, he's he had a squash match on Collision at some point. I assume that's going to be continuing how they're going to reintroduce him. But let's get the man a real feud. Well, Actually, no, it's not him. It's Andrade in the House of Black. But, um, yeah, let's see Miro and Wardlow. I feel like we've talked about that a million times on this show, and I've talked about it on others. Like, what are we doing here? Come on. Yeah. But, like I said, happy to see him back. I assume you are as well. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's great to kind of, you know, see him back in the mix. And, you know, like, it's good that they have a thing like Collision where you can kind of have just a space. Yeah. For him, because I mean, right now, I mean, when you think of dynamite, you think what, like MJF, you think the elite, uh, Blackpool, yeah, yeah, you know, you kind of have, you know, that whole, whole slate that's just kind of, you know, uh, um, Jack Perry. And um, we've talked, you yeah. know, ad nauseum about the bloated roster, and now, you know, we're seeing this, you know, separation for lack of a better term. Obviously, guys are going to be crisscrossing, but more TV time. And TV time that's not Rampage, you know, no disrespect, but, you know, this feels more important and is more important for now, and hopefully they can uh-huh. keep it that way. So then there was a little uh, backstage thing with old Willow Nightingale, who had an incredible match with my girl, Julia, on a recent New Japan show that was so good. Julia defeated Willow Nightingale for the New Japan Strong title. But this was pretty much uh, delaying the match with her and Athena in the Owen Hart Cup semifinals um, due to injury. I'm guessing she just probably got banged up in that match because it was very physical. And it's like, yeah, we'll delay it. But uh, Willow and Athena had a fucking banger in Ring of Honor earlier this year. That's one of the best women's matches of the year. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And Willow just catching steam overall. You know, two great uh, performances in Japan. So... Looking forward to seeing more of her. There you go. Toot toot. Toot toot. Um, next was the Julia Hart match that we skipped. And yes. then a brief video package uh, about the Andrade and House of Black feud. Did you happen to catch this? I did. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the House of Black stuff was pretty obviously very cinematic and and fun and moody, atmospheric. And the Andrade bit was a little bit more dry. You know, yeah, oh, he brought he did, he, Miro Justin is right. He did, yeah, I forgot to mention that. Wife. Yeah, Miro bringing up his double jointed wife. You gotta Which love is, that. Yeah, you got, I do love that. I do love double joints, <laughs> but uh, but so, yeah, yeah, but but yeah, you know, I thought like it was a it, fun contrast because I mean, I feel like I haven't seen Andrade in like a thousand years, yeah, you know, yeah. and um, yeah, I mean, that promo was just kind of a lot more dry compared to the House of Black, but I mean, that's a fun contrast where you have like a microphone guy versus a a, a pre recorded movie atmosphere you know like guy so um so yeah but then he was like whenever i put on the mask it's business so and then i remember the reporter just kind of like didn't really have a good emphatic sign off she was just like okay you know whoever she was i haven't seen her before i blonde think um, it was lexi nair yeah who's kind of been like mildly featured on dynamites maybe before but yeah she's Uh she's solid Mm -hmm. um yes and then next we have the outstanding tag match with jay white and juice robinson the bang bang gang defeating ftr to earn an AEW World Tag Team Championship match. This went like 30 minutes or pretty close to, you know, multiple commercial breaks, 
Although mm-hmm. the feed, that Daily Motion feed didn't have commercials, so you could watch the whole fucking. Oh match. yeah, yeah, you did. Very yeah. nice. And, and, and this match was right in the middle of those two videos. Yeah. It was smack, <laughs> yeah. right smack in the middle. But this was match. just a fucking excellent, just straight up tag match. Yeah. Um, you know, F, that's what FTR is the best at. You know, old school, follow the rules. FTR, great tag shit. You know, obviously a little chicanery from the Bullet Club guys, but. So many near falls here down the stretch. You know, I was I bit on multiple. Like I said, it was probably 4 a.m. by the time I'm watching this. No. Uh, but I absolutely loved it. I gave this four and three quarter stars. Like I said, one of the best TV matches mm. of the year. And it is just a sheer fucking delight seeing Jay White on our television screens. Here yeah, in America yeah, and I wonder if he's he gonna one be a... of the best talents in the world. Yeah, go ahead, unleash, oh. baby. Oh yeah, and speaking of like the you know um, bloated roster too, like what a great place to have him because it would just totally suck if it, it were just dynamite and rampage, and you're trying to find a way to work this guy in. Yeah, you know, like damn, you know that that would have just sucked. So I'm glad he he has a, has a spot because then shit like this can happen. When that I uh, think because, I said yeah, it before, so yeah. I think it was on our show. It might have been someone, but like. You bring Jay White in, one of the best mm-hmm. talents in the world, two-time IWGP world champ. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy's no slouch. Like, treat him like a star. And yeah. he wasn't really initially, and like you said, to your point, now that mm-hmm. Collision exists, it gives him that platform. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen him cut an in-ring promo unless it's after a match, just because just how New Japan is structured – they don't cut like in-ring promos just to advance storylines. They have matches. And if you so happen to be in the main event and you win, then you can cut a promo in the ring. Everything yes. else is backstage after the show. So it's just a different feeling with him to see him out there. And he's one of the best. And I put it up, Justin, saying pay-per-view quality tag match on TV. Love it. Absolutely. But yes. yeah, just overall in this match, I mean, you've been mildly exposed to Jay White. You know, I think maybe you've seen a new japan match i think so uh, i can't remember deep, for sure way back when but yeah just general you know impressions of jay white and Juice robinson who's you know kind of been up and down in his aew tenure but i feel like you know they're really catching some fire right now no they really are no i mean they're just like both just really exciting performers you know just you know playing some really like like great heel roles you know, like, like, like excellent heels. And, uh, I don't know, like Jay White is just like very sneaky and slippery and, you know, just like very, yeah. Like just, 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 you know, I don't know, like has sort of just sort of a different package that he brings that, you know, I wasn't really familiar with, but just kind of, you know, not necessarily like the grippy rolly thing, but like sneaky. Yeah. He's Um, kind of the whole package. He is. Yeah. And so I, um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that they're, they're they're great. You know, I think, you know, certainly we'd all like to see Jay White just take on some more like single stuff down the road. But I think, you know, this is a pretty, pretty nice place for him now. For now. And, and for I mean, sure. a, and I mean, a big fucking win. You know, it's FTR. I mean, that, that mostly like, clean, mostly clean, too. You know, clean, it took, yeah. like I think, you know, Juice hit like a DDT or something. And Jay had to like keep the opponent at bay in the ring, which I love too. You know, usually you see them like holding them back from being outside the ring, but to like run interference in the middle of the ring to prevent the pin breakup, I thought was yeah. a nice touch. Yeah, no, I think that, yeah, I, 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 I agree. And I mean, like we kind of got near the end too, as this match just started building, I watched with Teats and he was just sort of like, 
is that the end? Is that the end? I'm like, no, they, they didn't do their finishing move. And it was FTR. I'm like, oh, it's the big rig. And then they did yep. it. And then interference and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, you know, like kind of, you know, whenever it gets past that point, whenever like the finishing moves get out of the way and, you know, you have a, a breakup or a kick out of two or something like that, you know, it kind of got to that point and it was just great after that. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, like definitely want to see, want to see more of Bullet Club Gold just around. And have they been on Dynamite some or? I don't think know, lately, so. And I don't collision, know if you know, the, kind of thing. the Gun Club is also in the group now oh hence the bang bang gang because bullet club gun club you know okay so yeah it's all cool. been happening on collision but yeah interesting i believe official members of bullet club gold now i'm not a hundred percent and, that, and but... it's just those four yeah wow okay cool i'm down yeah good i like that shit and yeah i mean just an outstanding outstanding match so next yeah. There was a little video package with Sean Spears coming back into the fold. I am mad about oh, it. Yeah, um, that's a, yeah, I haven't seen be, him for a thousand years either. He'll be challenging Luchasaurus yeah. at the next Battle of the Belts. And then we come back and Tony is interviewing FTR and Jay and Juice show up and they challenge them to a two out of three falls match next week for the tag title. So, yeah, that's going to be fucking great. Uh that FTR, when they were the revival in WWE, had uh, an incredible two out of three falls match with DIY, which is Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, man. So, um, and they had the two out of three falls with the Briscoes last year. So, uh, I think this will be pretty good. So, yeah. Something to look out for yeah. next week. Next was Scorpio season defeating Action Andretti. We skipped that one, but like those guys but again i'm watching it 4 a.m and you'd had limited time to catch this before we recorded yeah, yeah. So. And, and, and weird to think scorpio is like you know was a tnt title guy and then you know well he'd been off tv, off TV forever, forever you know? yeah. this is the first i'd even like heard of him in a while right and and with no like dark and elevation too it's sort of like you know like like these guys are having to get their matches on tv now you can't just like toss them out there to tick a box, you know, yep. or to fulfill some sort of part of a contract, you know? Uh, so, so yeah, like I think, you know, maybe, maybe kind of getting rid of those YouTube shows is really finally, you know, bringing the, you know, bring it, bringing these guys back on TV, yep. you know, with yep. rampage yep. being sort of like ancillary as it is, you know, yeah, um, it's pretty yeah. much staying the same, mm -hmm. but yeah, main event, we have the, uh, rematch from i think 2005 was the last time punk and joe tangled it's been but, that uh, long wow. yeah they had three legendary matches two hour draws and then joe beat punk in the third match so as the whole build-up was cm punk had never beaten samoa joe which of course he was going to and he did but it was a good match, you know. It, was it wasn't a good match. anything epic by any means. You know, I gave it four stars. I thought it was very solid. You know, the crowd was very, very into it. You know, Joe kind of pummeled him for, you know, two-thirds of the match. And, uh, you know, Punk kind of sneaked out the, uh, the roll-up win there. You know, I wish it was maybe a little more decisive, but I think they probably got another, you know, maybe an actual pay-per-view match in them at some point. But... Yeah, this was good stuff, and uh, you know, like I said, a great way to close a very good show. Yeah, yeah, your, your yeah. thoughts. Yeah, I, I, again, like this was, um, like you said, a, a pretty, a pretty good, like just solid all around match. 
you know, both guys were just kind of doing their thing, you know, like doing their style. Um, Joe um, seemed, I don't know, for some reason he seemed, a, it, it, you know, because I feel like he gets paired a lot with just like these bigger guys. And it was fun to see him, maybe not with like a tiny person like a Darby like they did that, but, you know, with somebody who's still, you know, smaller, but like, you know, Joe's pretty quick. You know, I think this mm-hmm. match showcased, you know, a, a lot a lot of the quickness, you know, he's, um, you know, had a lot of good like grippy kind of moves, had that when he was trying to choke him out standing up um, and just also realizing at that moment, like how tall he is. Yeah. You know? What is he? Is he like six? Six, two, probably three, maybe six, two. He, I don't he know. looked, I don't he know. looked very tall on that shot. Yeah. Compared to punk when he was sort of just like when eclipsing him. A little bit, but uh, but no, I thought this was again just a, a pretty just solid all around match, um, with both guys, um, you know, kind of in a good way, mostly what you would expect. Yeah, how are you feeling about CM Punk now? Obviously, you didn't quite have the vitriol that I did, and you know the history that I yeah. have with him, but you know, I know you didn't love that uh opening collision promo either, but after the Forbidden Door match and after this, how are you feeling about him? How Phil Brooks? Uh we'll see what happens when he really gets in a in a story with a lot of, you know, you know, shit talking and just a lot of a lot of stakes and just just build and, and going back and forth. Cause right now it's just kind of him by himself mm-hmm. talking to the crowd. And in matches where there's like like a like a, a record storyline where it's like oh yeah you know almost 20 years ago i had these matches with samoa joe you know where there's like kind of that you know i know like samoa joe attacked him at the end of the match but like with that you know i guess respect like like less like story driven and more just like here's two guys who are good at wrestling who have been who good have at wrestling done it before time. yeah 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 so like I am reserving like ultimate judgment until he gets in a story and we see kind of what becomes of that. But, you know, as of right now, I mean, they haven't done that. I mean, I'm sure they're resisting the impulse. No, it's it has coming. to be coming. And, and like whenever it happens, it's going to be a really big deal. Yep. You know, especially if it's like I had saw something online about like blood and guts. Like, is he going to be on the Black Bull combat? Club that, team? Yeah, yeah, that was out there, you know. Yeah, I think which, so. But yeah, that but like, would be very, very int- I I doubt it, but yeah, well, I mean, the nuclear option is going to be there. Like, the big red button is, is yeah. going to be there the whole time. So it's when they're, it's when they're going to push it. And you got to um, feel like, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. It's got to happen at some point. Right. You know? Right. And, and, you know, I will Even say if this, it's just Kenny versus punk. Singles right. Match, you know? Right. And, you know, I appreciate the restraint. Yeah, I do. You know, I like, like I can appreciate the restraint for now, but ultimately the red button will have to be pushed because that is the nature of red buttons. Yeah. And, you know, we saw kind of healy punk at forbidden door. This was not that by any means, but, I would love, and it, you know, it's hard this day and age with him having so many fans for to do like a full fledged heel turn. But yeah. I'd love to see it because CM Punk is best as a heel, and yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I feel like it's pro- you know, it may be like a feud to feud scenario where depending well, on I, who he's feuding with, he may be the heel, and yeah. sometimes he may be the face. Well, yeah, and I don't think he's gonna win anybody over you know, un- until he becomes a heel. So I think he has to go through this heel Valley, if yeah. you will, heel, va- heel Valley, like the um, setting of back to the future. So there yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. So he's got to, he's got to go through the heel Valley before he gets to, you know, the face mountaintop. 
you know, before he can get back to that point where half the people um, who are fans of AEW will accept him. Cannonballs! This summer, it's not about the size of those cannonballs, it's about making a splash with our friends at Manscaped. Prep for barbecue season by making sure your grill master has the hottest dogs the summer's ever seen. When you're at the cookout, let the meat... <laughs> let the meat speak for itself with Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. It's time to get ready and not sweaty, Breddy, by going to manscaped.com and using promo code BBB for 20% off and free shipping. Tell them more, buddy. All right. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to guarantee you'll have the most mouthwatering treats at the party. They have built the ultimate bundle for your summer grooming. Their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. Ceramic blade. Yeah, not not, not a metal blade, but ceramic. Mm. Um, The lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn that 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for more precise shave did i mention this trimmer is waterproof too beach pool or shower or bath technically this razor will devour even the strongest pubes even hot tub but now that you can feel safe wearing a low cut swim not not above the ground pools though no. uh, now that but now that you can feel safe wearing a low cut swimsuit without any stragglers peeking out use manscaped's liquid formulation basically the ball of freshness version of crack and open a cold one They've got mm. crop preserver ball deodorant keeping you cool from sunrise to sunset. Got, the, got their fiddler on the roof vibes going. Mm. Um, with the soothing aloe vera formula, it's the best in the business for below the waist freshness. And they even threw in two free gifts to the performance tour point the boxers and the shed travel bag. Got the shed. shed. <laughs> Wearing sandals. Okay, for a second, whenever they brought up sandals, I'm like, do they make sandals now? Because I'm a big sandals guy. <laughs> you are no, a big I, I, sandal guy. Yeah, no, no one see, sees my feet very much here unless you see me in person. <laughs> but they don't have sandals, but they have this. Wearing sandals with some nasty toenails during the summer months. Take a look at the Billy Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming kit. This kit includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors as a treat. Add in the crop mops to your order, a moist towel. Let made specifically for your beach balls. It's the best midday refresher to stop your popsicle from melting. <laughs> Speaking of popsicles, I'm drinking the Rocket Pop variety oh, of twisted yes. tea. It is the go. best in the biz. Yeah. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. Twisted Tea should sponsor us too. That's 20% off with free shipping at the code at manscaped.com with the code BBB. Manscaped, the perfect way. Get your patties sizzling hot this summer. Yes, sir. You want. Your balls will fucking thank you. Yes, sir. So let's quickly, since it's been like a week and a half, run through Money in the Bank from the O2 Arena in London, England. Yep. We start out with Damian Priest defeating. L.A. Knight, Logan Paul, Santos Escobar, Ricochet, Butch, and Shinsuke Nakamura. And what I'd call one of the better Money in the Bank ladder matches of all time. Um, yeah, pretty good one. Yeah, the end, you know, 
I thought it was very uncertain who was going to win coming in. I know we talked, you know, uh, Logan Paul and L.A. Knight, specifically L.A. Knight, seeming like the front runners. Um, but they had a lot of nice sequences late in the match, specifically teasing L.A. Knight winning with, you know, Butch coming up late, him fighting off Damian Priest, etc. Obviously, we had the Logan Paul ricochet spot um, that was pretty fucking wild, and I yeah, and, believe... and, and, and didn't Logan Paul get pretty hurt on yeah. it? Or well, something? I think yeah. it was part of the no, not like I don't think he was like act... yeah. So like he went on his podcast and talked shit about Ricochet uh-huh. for being unprofessional, and then they built that into the promo on Monday because clearly they're heading to a SummerSlam match. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that was all like worked in kayfabe. Yeah. But the spot itself was fucking wild. I remember when we were watching it, you know, you see him dangling on the ropes. It's like, no way they're going to do this. No way. Oh, fuck. Oh, they oh, did oh, it. Oh, and he hit his neck, too, yeah, on the table, was, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Pretty rough shit. But, yeah, just fast fucking pace from the get-go. You know, we talked about it in ahead of time. Just an interesting, good collection of guys here, you know. Butch, Nakamura, Escobar being, yes. you know, guys that aren't get, that don't get a ton of shine here. And at the end of the day, it's Damian Priest hoisting it up. Um, you know, I think everyone and their brother kind of thought LA Knight was going to win this. Yeah. You know, his time will come. The crowd was certainly hot as fuck for him. Yeah. But it's Damian Priest, rain, senior money in the bank. But, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, like to dust off the old uh, thought thought bank here. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was um, this was like sort of blocked and set up really well because like there wasn't like there was never like a ton of chaos in there. There was always like two or three guys, and then there would be people out of the picture, and then it would there was kind of like a good ebb and flow to that where it was yeah structured really, really well, um, and everyone really got it got their chance to shine because of that. Um, it was a little subversive, I guess, you know, because we thought L.A. Knight, Logan Paul. Um, but yeah, Damian Priest, obviously not a super surprise winner, but like still, you know, not what I was expecting. Yeah, I would have said um, he was probably the third most likely to win, but, you know, a pretty significant step down from those other two. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, but yeah, you know, like I thought this was, um, you know, this and the women's one, you know, had some just like really like good, exciting, you know, like set up really well and then and then strong finishes. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see what Priest is going to do with Money in the Bank. Has has anything happened with that on some Rawls that I missed? Has, have there been any <laughs> Well, clearly we saw something? something happen at the end of this show. As right, right. Yeah. With Finn. Since then, <clears throat> it was kind of teased last Monday. Because they're on but, Raw, right? Yeah, and then there was some, like, like this week on Raw, they kind of, like, cleared the air between Finn and Priest because there was some tension after Priest, you know, allegedly costing him the match, but, you know, no attempted cash. He, he kind of feigned it last Monday, but not this week, and I kind of hope he holds on to it for a little while. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, de- the Judgment Day did pick up a win on Raw against mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Seth Rollins in a six-man tag, so that's a big win for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I assume they're going to kind of <coughs> – Keep sowing the seeds between uh, Rome, Roman. God damn, I'm drunk and now a little. Mm. Uh, between Damian and Finn, and you know Seth is still in this mix very much as well. So you know, I'm I'm very happy with it. Obviously, would have been thrilled with an LA night win, but 
he's going to get his. And I think this is the more interesting play for sure. Cause judgment day, you know, very, very prominently featured Finn Balor has been cooking with gas lately and priest is fucking awesome. So I'm just happy for him. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think like just, you know, definitely one of like the premier staples in all of wrestling currently. And uh, yeah, I think this is a great place for this money in the bank thing to be, you know, because none of these guys, I mean, Ray Ripley's holding a title. Um, so it would be like very legitimizing for them for somebody else to sneak in and get one. I mean, you know, Seth well, Rollins now they've kind of got a claim so, yeah. now after beating KO, Sammy, and Seth. And I don't, yeah. I don't remember who pinned who, but like Rhea had approached Kevin and Sammy backstage on Raw Monday about Judgment Day should be challenging for these tag titles. So. We may have a SummerSlam match between Kevin and Sammy against, I would presume, Damian Priest and Finn Balor. That'd be exciting. Where Kevin and Sammy would likely retain to further, you know, kind of the dissension of the Judgment Day. But, you know, maybe they win. Who knows? Maybe they're trying to strap up the Judgment Day. And I wouldn't be upset about it at all. A lot of dissension among groups that the bloodline. I mean, you know, WWE. Uh, stables on what? some uh, unstable ground. WWE is pretty good, yep. you know. <laughs> Despite uh, whatever's going on with Triple H and Stephanie Vince and, and Nick Khan and Vince and Oscar, all, the, all those machinations. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very very funny when I showed you the other day the headline of Triple H and Nick Khan trying to get Vince McMahon out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Is that yeah. the story we're writing here, kind of? I know, yeah, yeah. Art imitate life thing. Huh. That's never yeah. happened. Yeah. Okay, up next, we have the Women's Tag Team Championships, which saw Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan win back the titles against Ronda Rousey and Sheena Baszler. You know, the match was fine. It was okay. You know, nothing too bad or too good, but uh, clearly the story here was... Shayna Baszler shockingly turning on her friend Ronda Rousey and costing them the match. Um, you know, I'm not too interested or invested into this. I think, you know, Shayna and Ronda could probably have a pretty good match, both MMA backgrounds, you know, real life friends. <clears throat> but, you know, it was kind of, the match was kind of secondary to that, mm-hmm. but good to see Liv back. Absolutely. I've always kind of liked Raquel. Seems like she's kind of angling for a title match against Rhea Ripley, which would be amazing because they had some excellent stuff on NXT a few years ago. But, uh, you know, overall, thoughts on this? You got much to say? Not too awful much. (laughs) You know, I I think they needed the big, you know, like like to to have have this match have any sort of gravitas. They had to have the big, you know, epic, not necessarily epic, but big surprise. Yeah, we had a big surprising (laughs) ending um and that was really that was really the story of it you know i'm kind of glad they lost just because you know they're just not a very interesting team and at least for me charisma vacuums so yes um so not just for you oh yeah i definitely prefer live and and raquel just you know from my standpoint just a lot more fun absolutely okay my phone went all right gunther Defeated Matt Riddle by submission in yeah. seven minutes, forty-five <laughs> seconds. You get yeah, it, baby. I got it on. I got it well, on. Here we go. You take the lead here. Let's go. Yeah, you know this was just another pretty <laughs> um, classic Gunther dominating match again. You know Riddle, you know a, a really great competitor. You know not necessarily the skill set to go against Gunther or someone you would think would would beat Succeed. him. Yeah, yeah, you know because I mean I think it's you know just the way it's booked. It's got to be a big guy. 
You know, it's got to be somebody who's 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 pretty big because it just doesn't like, seem like, like Drew, like Drew. Yeah. You know, which that it was still uh, deserves yeah. so much better. Yeah. Which that was um, the, what comes after this was a big highlight, you know, of the show in general for me. Now, um, but a couple uh, but big yeah. surprises, this being one of them, of course. But yeah, the shortest <clears throat> match on the card um, that, that um, from what I'm seeing here, you know, a lot of things that were kind of closest to that. But yeah, you know, um, by the numbers, but by the numbers, Gunther is better than by the numbers. A lot of things, you know, Gunther is just a pretty big, imposing, dominating force. Best. This is a very dominating run. Um, so I'm um, pretty excited to, uh, you know, like, I think the time has to be kind of drawing near, though, you know, and I think, you know, obviously we'll zip to the end of the match where uh, Drew McIntyre comes out in tight black, tight blue jeans and a black mm. shirt. Um, comes man. out to a big pop to the friendly uh, United Kingdom crowd. Um, comes up. Um, he he like, walks up. Well, he walks up and he went and he <laughs> walked up to Gunther and they touched noses. You know, yep, ding, yep. you know. And, and then when they touched noses, there was the sound of a tiny bell ringing. <laughs> um, and um, which means an angel got its wings. Yeah, so an angel got its wings. And then Drew was really pissed off about that. Yeah, um, he was. And also because Gunther pushed him and then Drew pushed him back and then um, did a big, like, epic Dragon Ball Z charge up, you know, into the Claymore where mm-hmm. he really kind of shook um, and then got a really, really big pop from the crowd. You know, this might have been one of my favorite moments of the show. Fuck so, yeah, you know, I, like I said, I think Gunther's time is winding down. I think this is the perfect guy to guy to win this. You know, somebody who just kind of has been an unfortunate limbo who – is better than that who deserves so much better as we've said um so yeah those are my thoughts yours yeah i thought the match was really good for the time it got you know seven minutes that thought these two went pretty full throttle for that seven minutes and i will refute one thing you said i do think matt riddle has the skill set okay to take down gunther but not the the panache if you will yeah. you know the gravitas you met you know He's not going to be the guy to do it, but right. they had had a lot of matches on the indies, you know, mm-hmm. prior to WWE that were fucking really good. Um, but you didn't know that. So, but you're absolutely right in the fact that Matt Riddle is not going to be the one or a guy like Matt Riddle is yeah. not going to be the one, but Drew no, McIntyre yeah. could be the one, you know, it's yeah, got to be I, a star. At well, this I, point. I, well, I just think the way they book it too, it's like every, it's like Seamus. It's a big match with him. Yeah. And then and then and there's Seamus wasn't the one to take it off. Yeah. And then know? there's matches with with you know smaller guys to kind of build up to the next story. So and I feel Seamus like Seamus is even bigger than Matt Riddle. You know, yeah. Like physically and you know, just yeah. in WWE, so to yeah. speak. So but, so yeah, it seems like that's just the way, at least in the main roster, they have a book, you know, and you know, <laughs> going against a small guy takes me back to that real awesome match he had on NXT with Tommaso Ciampa. Uh-huh. The stand, stand and deliver, deliver 2021, yeah. I think. Yeah, or where, where, where he just chopped Tommaso Ciampa into Sui. So, uh, so yeah. When we were drunk on Bishop's show. Oh, God, we were wasted. <laughs> good old Tom from the broadcast. Good to, good to have you here, as always. Thank you for tuning Tom, in, Tom, brother. Tom, Tom's from Australia, right? Yeah. You know? The land yeah, down under. He know? missed our Austria, <laughs> no, 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 no. Australia talk earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, like, and the whole joke was confusing. You know, when people conf- confuse Austria with Australia, what like if you from Dumb and Dumber. But what if it was the other way around? And yeah. someone was like, "Oh yeah, that's where Arnold Schwarzenegger's from." You know. 
<laughs> yeah, JCB Riddle versus Walter was fire in progress wrestling. And, and, and that's the, and, that and, match. And, and that's the British. The, the correct British yeah, progress. progress. If you progress will. wrestling. Okay. But yeah, like you said, the story was Drew coming out fucking looking great. Um, I'll put you on the spot. Obviously, you know we're less than a month away from SummerSlam. There's a Pretty good chance I'll be there. JCB will be there. You may be there. We'll see. You know, right up the road in Detroit. Uh, do you think Drew takes it off? Takes the Intercontinental title off Gunther? Well, I think SummerSlam's, you know, one of the, like, if, if not their second biggest pay-per-view, you know. It, yeah, um, pretty much is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to have. Right there as well. But Yeah, yeah there's going to be some sort of a title change. I think this feels more likely than. Jay Uso I mean, beating J- Roman. Yeah, yeah. Then Jay Uso beating Roman, even though that would be Titanic. Um, <laughs> you know, not not going to be, be Kevin or Sammy. Not going to be Seth Rollins. You know, not going to be Ray Ripley. Um, yeah, my money's on this. I think so too. As we stand now, I mean, it it feels like the right person and the right time and to move Gunther up. You know, because he has reestablished this Intercontinental title to the glory days of, you know, the 80s, early 90s, you know, hopefully it can stay that way. And I think Drew would be a great person to carry that lineage on because he is a legitimate star. Mm. And, you know, he's still, I think he had tweeted or said something like he still longs for his moment in front of a live crowd, you know, because he won the WWE title against Lesnar in an empty arena at whatever WrestleMania that was. So, you know, this ain't the world championship, but, a win over Gunther would be fucking massive. So I'm with you. I think Drew, I think Drew's going to take it because if not now, who and when, you know, I wouldn't, you know, yeah. not that I'd be upset that he holds it till WrestleMania and, you know, they give him that longest intercontinental title reign of all time because he's definitely deserving. So, um, but yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm for Drew here. Yeah, I am too. Heck and yeah. Then, well, yeah, well, you can continue to continue to steer the ship here, brother. Well, well and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm maybe kinda, this was the point when drunk. when John, when John Cena came out. <laughs> was this the point when John Cena came out? Um, Let's see. It, it doesn't say it on the Wikipedia. No, next is Cody, Cody. and Dominic. Okay, yeah, which uh, that this was you know a pretty simple, straightforward thing: Cody defeating yeah. Dominic uh, with Ray Ripley um, in eight minutes forty seconds. Um, you know, Cody got a pretty big pop, you know, in his very Apollo Creedy, you know, American kind of kind of uniform in front of the UK crowd. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, this was just sort of a seemed like a stepping stone in both of their stories. Where the both of these stories kind of like are meeting, but they're going two different directions. Yeah. You know, so like definitely I don't the know. most predictable thing on the show. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. But, um, you know, um, I think Dominic turned into decent enough performance like competent yeah. i guess yeah you know it'd yeah. be a good way of putting it um yeah you know just kind of like i said you know both of these stories are passing each other going opposite directions and they're just meeting at this moment and then they're long gone yeah so that's just my general feelings toward this i think you put it beautifully i don't really have much to add you know cody was a shoe in to win this i thought dom was you know decent enough like you said you know, charisma-wise, character-wise, he's definitely getting better, and it's easy to do that when you're just getting heinously booed, you know? But, uh, you yeah. know, he's definitely grown a lot, and, uh, excuse me, I'm digging it, and uh, <clears throat> I'm hoping Cody Brock 3 will be something 
very good because the yes. second installment especially I thought fucking sucked. One of my least favorite matches of the year. I thought the first was decent, but uh, <clears throat> I'm hoping uh, they dial it up for this SummerSlam. They uh, yeah, they need to definitely. Um, and is John Cena next? Let's see. Yes. I did it. Yeah, there's another Cena. big fucking surprise here. Yes. Yeah. So he comes out to a big pop. So one quick thing about John Cena, too, I did see today on Twitter. He's one of the kins in the upcoming Barbie movie. He's playing the, mer- the mermaid well. kin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so 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 that should be pretty fun. He's getting in on uh th- those shenanigans and then you but, gotta uh, feel that's gonna be a pretty big movie you know oh yeah well that well, in it and the hype it's getting oh yeah well that and you, i'm sure you've heard of the whole barbenheimer stuff no okay so <laughs> so it's coming out the same weekend as oppenheimer and a lot of people are, are wanting to do a double feature of like barbie and then oppenheimer because oh, they're okay. two vastly different films <laughs> yeah um and like christopher nolan has gotten in on it and and then um, who's the director? Greta Gerwig, you know, the Barbie director, you know, the, the kind of cast and crew of, okay. of each movie have like sort of built up the meme and um, have, have expressed support for each other. So I think, you know, That's like, good. Uh, like, I think if, if you were to go to insert random theater on the Friday that they come out, you'll see a lot of people doing that and having fun. So, so yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of meme. So uh, anywho, yeah. Uh, John Cena comes out. Um, and not in his Barbie attire, which it would be, <laughs> yeah, but um, he does come out, um, you know, really hypes the crowd up, building up to a WrestleMania uh, in London, which we were kind of thinking, like, what are the WrestleManias that haven't been announced yet? You know, obviously, he's not going to go out there and do that and then have nothing to show for it down the road. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, we were, we were I remember, you know, that discussion was hot. You know, he kind of did that, riled up the crowd. Out comes Grayson Waller. Yeah. Um, the, Which, the have you seen him before this at no, all? No, yeah. This is my first so. Waller experience. He's got um, charisma for sure. He does. Yeah. So he kind of can and like, it's just kind of sort of a, like, it was kind of neat just to see sort of a, somebody, I know he's more known to more frequent WWE watchers than me, but like, you know, someone also who's kind an of Australian, known, also an Australian who came in there to, to rile up John Cena a little bit. Um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, you know, I, I thought, and he, you know, was pitching the WWE WrestleMania in Australia, which we were talking, we were like, okay, like if that were to be a thing, if, you know, we had rest, if we had WrestleMania down under, you know, which would be super cool. Yeah. Like, like when would it start in, in, <laughs> um, Louisville, Kentucky, it would be three, four, five, three, four a.m. Probably, which, yeah. which like, I, I, I assume WWE would not bite for that. You know, but yeah, I think I, th- not I, I think it would be fun to do personally. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I think it would I'll, make for it'd just a really- be like watching a New Japan show live, essentially. Oh, yeah. Just- I do want to say I do love when in London the 3 p.m. start time is fucking beautiful and it yeah. timed out perfectly because mm-hmm. I had to work at 7 p.m. Yeah. You know, uh, I think the show ended at like 6 30 something. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that after. Yeah. No, no, no. I like that. Clash of the Castle was like that. The, the yeah. Saudi, the Saudi shows have been, I think they started like at 11, didn't they? They're like noon. Yeah. Noon. Something yeah. Like that. But still, though, it's like a college football game on a Saturday. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a, you know, pretty nice, you know, nice matinee kind of feel to Absolutely. it to, to, to your evening, which, uh, which, yeah, I appreciate that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, but yeah, just generally, Cena, there was a great surprise, loved it. Um, 
you know, I think a WrestleMania in London would be beautiful. I think, like we said, it's got to happen at this point. They wouldn't trot him out there and talk about it that, you know, intently without <clears throat> plans in the future. Well, so. you've got Wembley there and AEW is doing it. So you, and I you think know, that's you know a response to them doing, you know, it's like, oh, AEW is running this. All right, we'll sell more tickets than them, which yeah. I guarantee is going to happen. Right. So... Yeah, it's great. And uh, yeah, Waller, I thought this was a great spot for him, for sure. You know, he's definitely an up and comer and a guy they, you know, have high hopes in. You know, mm -hmm. I haven't seen a ton of his wrestling per se, um, but it was, fuck, they had, it was some sort of special stipulation match they had at the end of the year last year. Can't remember what it was called, but Waller ended up winning it and really impressed me in that match. And he, like I said, clearly got charisma. So mm -hmm. he uh, wrestled Edge on SmackDown this past Friday. I didn't watch it, but again, they're putting him in these spots. He lost, mm -hmm. but again, a big spot for him. And I think he just <clears throat> yeah. got healthy from injury. So yeah, yeah. future's definitely bright for yeah. Grayson Waller. Yeah, with his talking ability, he'll be he'll be around in a more prominent role very Absolutely. shortly. Absolutely. Um, speaking of uh, prominence, um, are the wrestler we wanted to win the women's Money in the Bank match? We got um, it. We yeah. got it. We got what we wanted. Eo Sky defeats Bailey, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, Zelina Vega, and Zoe Stark in 18 minutes and five seconds to win the Money in the Bank briefcase. Uh, the women's one. Um, and like, yeah, again, like kind of same feelings as the men's match. This was just set up and, and just blocked out really well. You know, yeah, there was wasn't great. just all this chaos and ladders flying everywhere. It was, you know, two or three ladders in the ring, you know, some stuff going on on the outside, but it was just parsed and separated it out. EO hit that beautiful moonsault pretty early on everyone. But yeah, oh, yeah. generally like, like you said. Both Money in the Bank matches were awesome and just very nicely paced and blocked out, like you said. And clearly the finish here was just a work of art. Yeah, it was. And like, yeah, this like like even a little like like definitely a little bit more distinct than the men's too, just oh, with yeah. the handcuffs. Um, and you thought that, you know, she was just going to handcuff one of them to a wrong or to like, you know, that that horizontal bar. I don't know what it's called in the ladder that kind of holds the two um, yep. vertical sides together. Uh, that's not I a, think rung. a rung. I think wrong is the right term, but, but I mean, I know a rung is like the things you step on, but the thing that like, you know, Oh the, yeah. Yeah. The thing that extends when you pull the ladder out. Yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah. Uh, what was it? Where was I at here? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, handcuffing them both together, I think was a, was a pretty good stroke of genius. And then EO climbing over Bailey specifically yep. to get the win was a nice touch. And, you know, there was the moment earlier on in the match where it seemed like Bailey was going to screw EO to get the win. So, you know, you had the Becky Trish shit going mm -hmm. on. Yeah. This was probably the best women's money in the bank. I think there's only been like seven, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, this was really, really good. I, I went four and a half on the men's and four and a quarter on this, but awesome stuff. And yeah, yes. so glad EO got the win. You Me know, too. very deserving. Yeah. She's great. But, uh, but yeah, I think this was just a, I don't know, just a really good, just kind of, I don't know, like, like, just like that, that real, just fun kind of ending. And then, uh, who was it who did that kind of, what was it? Was it a power bomb, you know, off the ladder or something or, or was it a moonsault? They kind of had them in sort of one of those 
holds you know this is me not knowing what the moves are <laughs> but um you know where your legs are wrapped around someone not like a power bomb where you're like a, yeah them. the flip over power the flip yeah. over yeah yeah it was like sunset a flip over bomb sunset bomb i don't remember yeah. who did it yeah it was, it's been it was a while, Zelina Vega or was eo it was I one think, of those two yeah zelina yeah i think it might have been zelina that yeah. sounds right but yeah but, that yeah. was yeah that was a like i said just great spots um even better finish um yeah this really this really brought it you know, both money in the bank matches again, you know, just, just really good stuff. Um, also that part of the ladder I was referring to, it's called a spreader. Oh, okay. Pretty, pretty, pretty simply named super spreader. Yeah. Super spreader. Like COVID remember oh, when like, there was like a COVID super spreader, super spreader. And then there's nothing <laughs> referring to the super shredder. Like in I, I, that's what I was. That, that's what I was. Who was Kevin Nash? To. Yes. That's Who's right. Kevin yeah. Nash. Yeah. Kevin Nash. Who recently talked shit about LA Knight on a podcast. He's like, he's a rip off of the rock. And then a lot of people came to his defense, but yeah. Yeah. Super spreader. Yeah. No, I was definitely referring to super shredder at first. Yeah, and yeah. I remembered the COVID thing, but I remember uh, my, my cousin had a super shredder action figure. Um, and uh, it was always smaller than the original shredder, which yeah. is really silly because the super <laughs> shredder, like that's why they yeah. got Kevin Nash to play him. Cause he's like he's seven big. foot tall. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. And um, yeah, I always thought that was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, eh? Yes, Seth freaking Rollins in her next match defeats Finn Balor uh, to, ma- to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Twelve in a in a very brisk, brisk yeah. twelve minutes and thirty seconds. I'll have pretty similar analysis as the Gunther uh, Riddle match. Yeah, great you know, for the time given. You know, you had the tease with Damian Priest at the end, which was intriguing, and Seth getting the the quick win after. But good work. You know, Good. throughout this for sure, but just never even really got to that second gear. It didn't, yeah. Not a lot of time for things to like breathe. It just kind of, you know, it reminded me of sort of a movie that rushes from plot point to plot point that doesn't really give you time to like sort of sit. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, especially with like ramifications coming at the end of this with the priest Finn Balor thing that's like still being resolved or was I, resolved. I think they're probably going to do this match again at SummerSlam. Probably, yeah. Like, that's kind of how it's building. And, you know, maybe we see the demon Finn Balor, yeah. perhaps. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe that gimmick has jump the shark too much at this point but regardless you know i know you haven't seen you know all the promos but finn balor has been maybe the best he's been on the main roster in the last like three weeks to a month like the promo work has been excellent he's just been beating the shit out of seth Mm -hmm. so i was a little disappointed by this match but you know if they're doing it again at SummerSlam and they give them 20 minutes which they should go but yeah this was like 12 and change and just didn't really have the opportunity to be a great match, but was good. You know, I three well, and three seven five, three and three quarter stars. You yeah. know, it was good, not great. And it's a bigger offender of this than the Gunther Matt Riddle one because it had story yeah. stuff that just kind of got jammed in there. And, and it's it a just, world championship. Yeah, and so it just kind of, yeah, it just seemed kind of footnoty. You know, kind of compared to yep. you know of the other big stuff here. You know, I definitely think. You know, you the two money in the banks bit. and then yeah. the main event, you know, yeah. which we'll talk, were all tremendous. And yeah, this will just be forgotten. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully they, they make up for it or recontextualize it um, when, you know, these guys inevitably go up against each other again um, at SummerSlam. But um, 
you know, our final match though, I mean, just kind of just enthralling, engaging, enticing. Love this story. Best thing WWE's had going for it in just many years. Many years. Um, and, and just and just not a knock on WWE, but just like a praise for for how compelling this is. And how, um, how long it's been, you know, how long this has been going on and how long it's been compelling. Yes, and the the Usos, Jay and Jimmy. Defeat the bloodline um, with of Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa with Paul Heyman and um, Roman being pinned and Roman, it was a, it's been three and a half years since Roman had been pinned yeah um, but the Usos do it thirty two minutes ten seconds um, yeah I mean this just kind of I went know, insane at the end yeah you talk about like something that has that that has an extra gear that after that near fall where you think it's over. Um, you know, or, or the second one, you know, where it's like that, um, you yep. know, it, it hit two extra gears. And, and it uh, did, let's be honest, it did start slow. You know, the yeah. first half, I'd say, first 15 minutes was kind not of great. Around, like, I'm not going to say it was bad, but it was just, you know, kind of going through the motions a little bit. And then it just fucking clicked and mm-hmm. was so good. You know, like I. I think we both picked Roman and Solo. I'm pretty sure. We and did. Yeah. I never would have thought Roman would have gotten the pin here, but it makes so much sense, and I love it. And it's the first kind of crack we've seen from him, you know, in years. Frankly, you know, three and a half since he's been pinned. So you know, it's a big fucking deal. And uh, for Jay to get the pin was definitely the right call. Mm-hmm. You know, he and Roman have been entangled in this since the beginning. So. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. Yeah, no, I completely. Yeah, I I loved it too. I mean, you know, just continuing just to ignite and just amplify this plot and like giving the Usos just like something to like really roll with, and the crowd was just all about it. I mean, you know, like this was just a great, great moment. Crowd all night. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, I, I would say that Drew Pop was big, but then like you know the and Jade pinning Roman. I mean, that was just you know surprising what people wanted you know um and and yeah i mean just once again con- just continuing to be excited where this goes and did you, you know. happen to hear what happened on this week's smackdown no i did not what did so basically uh, you know roman kind of was pissed off at first and then like essentially gave Jay like the necklace, the tribal chief necklace and put it on him and kneeled in front of, you know, like he, you should watch it. Like he was in tears. Like it was actually a really good acting job by Roman Reigns and where I was like, Oh shit. And then he fucking low blowed him when he was on his knees, like praising the new tribal chief low blowed his ass. And he and solo laid them both the fuck out, yeah. but it was again, very, very well done. And like Heyman again, who's been the linchpin of all of this shit. And I know he's booking a lot of it too backstage. Uh-huh. Like he's helping write this storyline, but like when Roman like gave him the necklace, like you see Heyman in the back, like literally in like almost in tears. And then he gets on his knees and he's just like flabbergasted, like, Oh my god! Like my world is crumbling. Yeah, so. because Heyman had some great expressions in in this one oh, too. Yeah. I remember like what was it when like Jay picked up Roman to get out of some like hold, you know? And you could just see him like blurry in the back. Yeah, but you can just see the expressiveness even it, with that like out of focus kind of. He's the fucking kinda, best, man. He is the best, and like I'm curious to see sort of like what role he's going to play in like the you know the deconstruction of the 
the bloodline or the one thing um, one episode we need to do soon when we're just we don't have a week where we got an idea there's a fucking documentary about paul Heyman on peacock now that really tremendous just about how he got into the business and Mm -hmm. formed ecw and everything thereafter the guy has been a hustler since day one and yeah i love him and i got so much respect for him but it is like staves watched it with me one time and he was blown away yeah it's just great he's got an incredible story and uh he's so fucking good at what he does yeah and so he founded ecw it was well, he essentially bought it from someone when it was just like a an indie or a territory for lack of a better term and made it into uh-huh. what it became extreme yeah. it was eastern championship wrestling he made it extreme championship wrestling and what we all know ecw to be today so wow yeah that's the yeah you you don't really know much about his preview but like he got a fucking legend well before he was just a performer on our tv screens so yeah but yeah great stuff yes sir yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, money in the bank. Great. <laughs> um, you know, just you know, a lot of you know, really, really great. Very, another I mean, very, but... very good WWE pay-per-view yeah, this I'm, year. Well, yeah, and I think you know, we have SummerSlam all in, all out. You know, hype, I think, is for both of those <laughs> at a pretty yeah, pretty good level. So let's see if we can make you know send 2023 home, you know, just as a pretty all around solid at the halfway year point here. Yeah, yeah, you know, especially <laughs> like AEW, good like you need a real good return to form because Forbidden Door pretty good after Double or Nothing was pretty mid. You know, I think you really need to nail this all out thing. Yeah, you I know? will say I have I did rewatch Osprey Omega two for the first time, uh-huh. and I'm sticking with it. I think the first match was better, um, yeah. but still, incredible. It's still the second best match of the year and one right. of the best matches of all time. But yeah, yeah. still prefer the first. I think. The callous interference, while it was very compelling and great, you know, takes away a little of like the quality of just the pure brilliance. But yep. yeah, I just wanted to say that. But all right. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, we'll uh, hopefully be back next week. You know, yep. the old Vince and the machine, you know, slows us down a little bit and our schedules. But uh, we're doing our best to come at you every week for sure we are we are coming and yeah like you said it's a hot time right now with a lot of good shit coming up Mm -hmm. on the horizon yeah so we will we will be there for it (laughs) yes guaranteed i'm buzzed i need to lay down i know man yeah i do too (laughs) eat some food maybe you need to get out of this empty room yeah hell yeah dude well good shit good shit homie all right all right y'all thank you smell you yeah Love you. Smell you later. See ya.